Harry Potter is enrolled in a photography class to learn how to take better dick pics, and his professor is Draco Malfoy? Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth are directing a Titanic exhibit, and Jon Snow is the security guard? Tony Stark is producing a dating show on a tropical island, and all the Avengers are the contestants? There is no way stories like this exist. And there is no way three best friends would read them and put their reactions out for the world to hear. I mean, no one would do that, right? Guys? I'm Allie Lefevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And, and this is Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome. <laughs> no one takes the lead. Everyone takes the lead. Natural born leaders in this podcast trio. Allie, you do it. <laughs> Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Allie. I'm Lindsay. I'm Danny. I'm Danny. <laughs> that was actually a very short song I just wrote with my name, and I'm calling it Voice Crack. <laughs> um, it's season 27. Yay. 27. Woo-hoo. 27 sounds like 2024. Like it's a number so high, I never yeah. could have imagined saying it out loud. It's true. I'm still writing season 26 on all my checks. <laughs> <laughs> she came with that one locked and loaded. Ba-boom. I, I like felt it coming though. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> season 27 and year eight. I think year eight is almost crazier than, than season 27. Eight years. This uh-huh. podcast is going to second grade. <laughs> the jokes are about a second grade level. <laughs> yeah, finally maturing. You guys, not to bring this into it too soon, but what was the Arby's oven mitts catchphrase? Or like, what did he, didn't he say like, I don't have any ears. So that just made me think of like, don't you remember him realizing he didn't have ears? The Arby's oven mitts? I don't remember his emotional arc, no. (laughs) I have meats, but no ears. I think that was the original tag. I was thinking that I was something like him, like freaking out about eight years. I'll find it. (laughs) Thank you. I'll find it. I swear he did. Tom Arnold is the voice. He was. <sighs> well, New Year, you, us. We are so excited to be here, especially because we are off of a delicious extended break where we've done some pretty exciting things. Yeah. Lindsay, while you're looking up how many ears <laughs> the Arby's oven mitt has. Or has not. Or has not. Al, do you want to go? Do you want to go or Lindsay, do I go? <laughs> I was just trying to find out. I do think when we reveal the fandom we're doing, my Arby's oven mitt will have actually been a really great segue. Absolutely. Absolutely. But. What was cooking in your oven? I was just going to yeah. say, I had something. Better transition for you. Yes. I did have a bun in the oven, and then he came out a healthy little baguette. That's also a clue for the story. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I guess we haven't had a main season. We've been talking about this on Patreon, but not on. Not on Maine. Not on Maine. I did have a, a son. His name is Dawson, and now he's five months old. Now he's almost <laughs> as old as, the, he's almost eight. Yeah. In podcast years, he's eight. Yeah. <laughs> podcast years. He did just ate his first solid, right? He did. He had, um, he did eight. You guys, we're, we're dropping so many little clues. Breadcrumbs. Yeah. <gasps> so works. Yeah, he had his first little like handheld banana and he was delighted. Like his face when he realized that he was tasting food. I was like, that is my son. 
he like looked at both of us and was like, I cannot believe this. He's been reaching and grabbing and paying attention to us eating for the last few weeks. So I was like, it's time. Banana's a good start. I mean, you can't go wrong with a banana. Yeah. Danny? Um, I've just been living life. I have not given birth to anything other than joy and creativity. And uh, (laughs) we had a wonderful Halloween party. We've been staying local. We haven't had that much big travel, which has been great just to be normal humans. So that's my biggest highlight. Just being a normal human. Slowing down. <laughs> yeah, we really gave a deep update on one of our last few quickies. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was yeah. the Marvel Star Wars quickie. We got into what we've been actually up to the last like six plus months. Yeah, if you want to really know us, it's behind a paywall. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shell out $10 and you can hear all about our riveting 2023. You get the good juice. <laughs> well, Al, what's your update? I mean, planning lots of parties for various milestones. My 40th birthday, my daughter's first, my mother's 70th. You guys really went for it this year. Yeah, a lot of party planning. All three of you. All the stars aligned. That's, I mean, I'm just like really enjoying this stage of life. I just uh, got really into gardening. I think that kind of came up on the pod. And so I really capped off my end of year by planting bulbs and, you know, (laughs) tilling my soil and uh, mulching. It's just... Peak 40. So much metaphor there, too, about growth in 2024. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of big blooms on the horizon. Yeah. Well, if you did miss us as much as we missed you, um, we are so excited to be back. And if you wanted to fill in any gaps, like we were talking about, there are four or five quickies that we released um, over the quote break on our Patreon, including there was a Clippy story. We had a Marvel Star Wars what else did we just do? Uh, we had the Swedish Chef Times, Gordon Ramsay. We had Microsoft Clippy and the, what's the dog's name? Some dog that used to pop up on something. So it was that, it was Swedish Chef, it was a Marvel Star Wars crossover, and then a two-part Wonka, <laughs> which yeah. I don't even think we should say more about who the Wonka crosses over with. You will never guess in a thousand years, unless you've yeah. seen our Instagram or uh, you know <laughs> anything we post on social, but- so they are some of the craziest stories we've ever read. They're really funny. And yeah, they're a hoot. They were really fun. And now that we're back, we have been mapping out our calendar, thinking about what are some really fun, exciting stories related to, I mean, this is a big year of content. I feel like after the pandemic, kind of was the renaissance of a lot of things that were in the backlog. So we cannot wait for that. We can't wait for more action to be giggling in the Facebook group. We're like doing more on TikTok because we're current. We're so excited for that. So just (laughs) buckle up, everybody. Fuckle up. (laughs) Drink a lot of water this year. Yeah. Guys, I have a brief of announcement. There is an entire message board of people talking about whether they love or hate this guy. And this guy says, I hate oven mitt with a fiery vengeance. Don't know why. I wish that in addition to the ears and nose thing, someone would point out to him that he's an inanimate object and shut him up. Wow. So we might need to investigate this further. Or maybe someone needs to write a story. Have we ever put out the ask for a Arby's oven mitt? <gasps> Arby's oven mitt and hamburger helper hand. That is a ship. I mean, talk about fitting together perfectly, like a glove. (laughs) Just going inside each other, just vigorously inserting. (laughs) A love glove. Uh Oof. Hot. Wow. Imagine roast beef sprinkled on top of a hamburger helper meal. Do you think he has to wear like a plastic plastic glove? (laughs) Yeah, for sanitary purposes. Uh Three layers. Totally. We're not animals here. (laughs) Well, speaking of sanitary cooking conditions. Yes. Should we introduce what the fandom is for the season? 
Yes, fandom, but not premise. Fandom, but not premise. I love that. Let's tease. So you might have seen one of the actors junk all over billboards and the internet. You've seen several of these actors claiming the biggest awards on TV over the last two weeks when there was 19 award shows. (laughs) Breaking olds. Breaking olds. (laughs) 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 In Breaking Olds, we've got a show. (laughs) We've got a show that was uh, showered in accolades uh, about five weeks ago. In a show that has last been on the air in June 2023, we were coming with a (laughs) Okay, well, if we had recorded when the show first came out, we would not know what Jeremy Allen White's thighs look like. Tidy Jeremy Allen Whitey's. And now we do. Mm -hmm. And if we haven't given it away uh, clearly enough, we are doing our first bear fandom season. Iron Claw. (laughs) Isn't he in the new wrestling movie? We're doing the Iron Claw. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're doing Shameless. Um, we are so excited for the bear. It has our favorite things, hot people, food. Chicago. Chicago. Great dialogue, great sex. So hopefully we've got a lot of bear fans out there. And always, if you're a fan of a certain type of bear, that's great. I'm actually going to Bear Week later this year, which is a themed week in Provincetown, unrelated to the show. That's amazing. Or if you're just a fan of the show, The Bear, this is for you. Yeah. Danny, our voices were built for this season. Why? The accents. Oh, oh, yes. Of course. Yes. We've somehow inherited the most Chicago of the Chicago. Italian beefs. (laughs) One of the things that we were thinking would be fun is in the spirit of sexy and food is if you have a sexy meal that gets you going or that you've used to get somebody else going – or a sexy meal that you've had that sparked, you know, sexy good times. Um, we wanted to put together a little bit of a sexy cookbook to help inspire love through the stomach. So I thought we'd ask quickly, what, if you guys have any of those meals or foods or specific things that are your aphrodisiacs? Danny, speaking of aphrodisiacs, we are in talks with a brand called Bido, like libido. It's like a drink to boost your libido. It's the first ever on the market, they say. They should call it the little blue can, but it's amazing. It's like oyster juice and like <laughs> chocolate and yeah, like what's in there? <laughs> we'll find out. We will find out. I was just looking up what aphrodisiacs are, but Danny, you have one that isn't a technical aphrodisiac. It's just a aphrodisiac. Yes. There is a Jewish food called kugel, which is like a noodle casserole that's like kind of creamy and crunchy and sweet. Mm-hmm. And uh, we always joke that our kugel is Marco and my aphrodisiac. <laughs> our kugel kegels. <laughs> kugel kegels. So it's it's an odd one, but it works. If you're looking to eat some really heavy Jewish food right before making love, I would recommend a kugel. <laughs> what a ringing endorsement. Allie, I'm seeing that an aphrodisiac listed as ashwagandha, and I feel like you're the type that probably ingests ashwagandha daily. I do. One of your tinctures. or I do take it every day. <laughs> That is one of my standards, so I am already— That's why you're so horny. I'm always horny all day. That's why she's always just brushing up against the walls. (laughs) I'm just grinding on the floor right now as we speak. (laughs) Ashwagandha. (laughs) I don't really have one, but I will say we did cook something yesterday in a Dutch oven, slow-cooked—what's it called? Like chuck roast— and it had like tomatoes and and it's over creamy polenta and it has parm and it had Italian seasoning and uh, pepperoncini so it was like acidic and so it was delish. 
the meat just fell off the bone. Mm. Allie, you make something similar? And that's what Matt put hot sauce on. No, worse. So yesterday we also made a pot roast, but we did it more like a Midwest, like carrots, potatoes. It was really, really good though. But um, no, I made like a beautiful meal the other night with meatballs and pasta. And and then he just fucking threw some hot sauce on it. And I was so- Hot sauce on like, sp- on top of spaghetti yeah. sauce basically? Yeah. And then I was on the phone with my family later and they were roasting him. They're like, what is wrong with you? He's like, I love hot sauce. That defeats the whole point of- Wasting time making a gorgeous meal with basil and tomatoes and herbs. garlic and herbs. And yeah, I was, we were joking before we were recording, talking about this topic, and we were saying how <laughs> there is nothing Matt would ever or could ever make that would get me going because he has the worst palate you've ever experienced your entire life. He, I think I've talked about on this pod before, like I caught him one time dipping spoonfuls of peanut butter in vegetable soup. He just, he doesn't know how to put things together in his brain <laughs> in a way that an average person would enjoy the consumption. It's mind boggling how bad his taste buds are. So he likes anything. It's like he goes, right. He goes, I love peanut butter. Yeah. I am eating this soup. Perhaps I should put them together. Yeah. Why not pair them? Like he can't understand the logic of going, well, why two things that I love independently, they should all always go together. Are you guys oyster people? Anyone in this group? I do like oysters. Yeah, like oysters. That's a big one. Chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. I think Matt has aphrodisiacs. He does. You know. <laughs> he gives you the aphrodisiac. Yeah. Well, maybe th- then this will be for you is whatever suggestions we get. Yeah, I might need to look through the list. Because I've said this before that I think if you're like going out and want to have like kind of a sexy time, I think sitting down for a meal prior to that is the least sexy thing you can do. I think going yeah. into a romp with a full stomach is just not appealing. Not a noodle kugel casserole. Not a kugel. I, the kugel's out. I'm out on the kugel. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling frugal on the kugel. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, if you guys, clearly we are bombing in this department. So <laughs> share with the group on Facebook. That's the place, right, Danny? That'll be the place. And then it is also Valentine's Day coming up. So I think when this airs, you'll have a two weeks to plan. So this would be great inspiration for that meal. True. Or that not meal if you're Allie. <laughs> The biggest thing is, let's just say a quick thank you to the author of this season, uh, which is Oyster Knife. Speaking of oysters. Aphrodisiac. Wow. So thank you so much. We're so excited to read the story and do the bear justice. Danny does bear week justice, and we are going to do the bear fandom justice. So yeah, perfect. If you've never seen the bear, the quick headline is Jeremy Allen White takes over his brother's restaurant and makes it the best restaurant in the world or is on track to... And his name is Carmi, and you'll meet his sous chef, um, Sydney, and maybe other people. Who knows? Yeah. And it's set in Chicago. That's pretty much it. It's just a, a fun little dysfunctional family trying to make it all happen. Hot and food. I think the first characters that you're going to meet here um, are Sydney's parents. So her mom, Alma, and her dad, M, short for Emmanuel. Context. You know I love context. Oh, her mom's in this? No, just, just a letter. Okay. So this is alternate universe. No. I think this is the universe, but it's- um, It's in letter form, so I don't think we're actually engaging with her. Ah, gotcha. Yep. So I think we should do it. Should we get in? Yeah, let's get in. Let's do it. Okay. Dear M, I told you I found writing letters artificial and somewhat phony, but since you insisted, I'll try. 
Instead of writing my rambling impressions of Paris, here is a list of random details I found interesting. One, to exit the metro, you have to lift up a metal latch to open the door. If you are a naive tourist who doesn't know this, you end up missing your stop and getting lost in uh, Chatelet, an absolute nightmare of a train station where everyone will refuse to point you in the right direction. The booksellers along the Seine are charming, but if you really inspect their inventory, they're selling Hemingway and Joyce at exorbitant prices. You can get those same paperbacks at Woodworth's for 50 cents. Three, I spent my whole life speaking fluent French and being perfectly understood by my cousins in Haiti, but the moment I open my mouth here, everyone looks at me like I'm trying to speak pig Latin. Well, qui allons se faire foutre? <laughs> Could have botched that. Um, okay, excuse me, Allie, do you speak French? <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> You guys, I actually have my first French lesson on Thursday. I'm taking it again. You're back in? I'm back in, yeah. Cute. In person or online? On Zoom. There's this really cool website, um, and it's called Preply. And it's like you can get matched up with different teachers, and it's like a really reasonable price. And you can kind of say how long you want the lesson to be, what level you are, and what price range you want to stay in. And then it'll match you up with different teachers. So I am taking my first French lesson on Thursday. Is it all language classes or just tons of different classes? All language. All language. Cute. Okay, well, if you haven't learned this in your French class that you have not started yet, I just Googled, and that French phrase means, let them go fuck themselves. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Amazing. So you can come in hot with that. (laughs) I'm going to say that to the teacher. It's going to be my opening remark. (laughs) Perfect. So, yeah, do not trust my pronunciation of anything at this stage. Yet. But next week. Until after Thursday. After Thursday, you know, trust me with your whole heart. I hope this satisfies your insufferable curiosity. Love, Alma. <laughs> your little French. Uh, I like. I, I want there to be the sound of an accordion. When Sid found out she was going to Paris, the first thing she did was look for the letters her mother had written during her own visit to the city decades ago. The reasons Sid and her mom had for visiting Paris were very different. For Sid's mom, she had been a grad student assisting her thesis advisor for a research trip covering the Harlem Renaissance in France. For Sid, she and Carmi had been invited to be guest chefs for two days at a Michelin-starred restaurant. When the invitation was first extended, Sid assumed it was too outrageous to actually accept. The restaurant's owners were offering to fly them out, economy, but still, pay for their lodging, an Airbnb, but still, and give them full reign over the kitchen. Terrifying, but still. And yet it all came together quicker than Sid expected. She was assured that the bear would be able to survive four days without them. In fact, the press from this would probably keep them fully booked for even more months to come. So Nat actually encouraged them to do it. Nat is Carmi's sister, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. This was aided further by the fact that Carmi knew Guy, the restaurant's executive chef, because of course he did. He's cool, he told Sid in the office once the trip was almost confirmed. Even though the place is Michelin starred, they haven't gotten complacent. They're still evolving, experimenting, hosting chefs from all over the place. Sid nodded, only looking half convinced. Carmi continued pulling her closer to him, where he was leaning against the desk. I think this is a good move, especially if if you want one of those bullshit stars. So you want to go? Don't you? Sid hesitated. Yes, but even though it sounds like it'll be a lot of intense hard work and ultimately we'll be doing it for the bear, it almost sounds like a vacation. And, said Carmi, you don't do vacations, said Sid. Carmi seemed to contemplate this. I don't. His mouth perked up, highlighting the slight pout to his lips that Sid had secretly nicknamed HR violation number one. <gasps> Oopa. They got a whole Oompa team back there. We don't know. (laughs) Oompa resources violation. If you lift your lip in at work. People will think that you're a jerk. (laughs) 
It will make your coworkers twerk. Sid still found it odd to think that they had been together for over two months now. It was especially weird because they had been working with each other for two years. It's just now that they had spent every night together, had weekly breakfast with her dad, occasionally jumped in the shower together to conserve water. Oh. And every now and then made out in the walk-in. Oh. Okay. Okay. Other than that, everything was totally the same. Oh, other than that. Other than that. That's a big other than that. They were essentially an old married couple still in the honeymoon phase. Neither of them seemed to mind each other's constant presence. In fact, it was a little sick how much they enjoyed each other's company. Vacation? You? I don't think so, Sid said. Unless there's a secret European carmy version of you that comes out over there who is all about healthy work-life balance. He looked skeptical. Work-life balance? What's that? No clue. Sounds like a cult. We should do it, (laughs) Carmi said. Paris, I mean. We'll be working our asses off for two days, but there will be a day at the end where nothing is scheduled, so we'll have 24 hours to try this healthy work-life balance bullshit for ourselves. Should we have? Should we be doing Chicago accents, or is this just sufficient? <laughs> feel, Believe it or not, I do think you're killing it. I actually think it sounds like I put an accent on. <laughs> I put an accent on. <laughs> you know, you guys, having a daughter... I realize when I say things that they are not the appropriate pronunciation, and I try really hard to say it not nasally. But like the word leg or egg, I say egg and leg. And so I catch myself all the time and say, E is for egg. And then I'm like, I mean, ignore that. E is for egg. (laughs) (laughs) When she gets into the pal and pal situation, when she wants to bring a beach pal with her pals, they all sound the same. Her first words, she's like, Mom, you're embarrassing me. (laughs) (laughs) You're embarrassing. The generational trauma continues. (laughs) Oh, boy. Carm wrapped his hands around her waist, bringing her even closer. So, he asked, European citizen? European Sid doesn't exist, she said. I've only left the country once. I crossed the Canadian border on a bus with my 12th grade Quiz Bowl team for a tournament. We took third place, if you must know. Guys, I was on Quiz Bowl in sixth grade. Allie, of course you were. I was the only girl on the Quiz Bowl team. So cute. Talking to a fictional chef in the back of the bus. (laughs) (laughs) I was on Quiz Bowl. (laughs) Quiz Bowl. Because I was smart. Then this trip has a lot to live up to, said Carmi. Sid didn't mention that her main exposure to France, aside from being endlessly bombarded with the alleged superiority of French cuisine during her CIA training, was her mom's letters to her dad from Paris. Her mother had hated it when her dad tried to film her on his bulky camcorder, so the five handwritten letters were the only things Sid had that captured her mom's actual voice, aside from the scribbled notes in her favorite paperbacks. Wait a second. I didn't remember that she had CIA training. Just throwing that in there? Is that a real thing? Yeah, we did just gloss over the CIA training. It was like when she was a former spy. I don't remember that. Is that a thing? Aside from being endlessly bombarded with the alleged spirit, during, do they mean during her mom's CIA training? No, I think it's her training. Or maybe it's just jokingly referring to cooking school as CIA training. Like it's so intense. Or maybe CIA stands for like... Culinary International... Blah, blah. Yeah, Institute of America, maybe... Yeah. It probably is. She's not in the CIA, you guys. It is. Yeah, the Culinary Institute of America. I was like, maybe it stands for exactly this. Well, she's not. They, they certainly don't just. No one calls us the CIA. All of us, though, we stopped and we're like, I don't know. Maybe that was a point we missed. Total panic. <laughs> 
During my FBI training, <laughs> my food beverage institute. <laughs> That's what I want to do now. <laughs> okay, we're okay. We got this. I was in SEAL Team 6. Yeah, I was training SEALs actually in San Diego. <laughs> I was sealing all the food. I was, sealing, yeah. I was prepping the fish for the SEALs <laughs> so that people could train them. <laughs> we're dumb. <laughs> her dad had given them to Sid on her 21st birthday, the same age her mother had been when she had written them. Forgot I had these, her dad had said, presenting her with the yellowed but otherwise perfectly preserved airmail envelopes. But when I reread them, it was like a ghost was in the room. Your mom was right there, as sharp as ever. Sid had devoured them all in minutes and then stored them in a jewelry box for safekeeping. Throughout the years, she'd been searching for a scarf or a pair of earrings, come across the letters again, and then find herself sitting down and rereading them in its entirety. Every time, it was like a sudden warm embrace. Now the letters were in her suitcase on Sid's first international flight. Oh, man, I would be too scared to, to travel with them. They would be, like, laminated at this point. <laughs> Want to go over the menu again? Carmi asked once they were in the air. You seem nervous. I'm good, Sid said. I kind of overprepared anyway. I know. You ordered me to divine. Oh, divine. Fuck. I know. Oh, wow. I'm trying to give it a French accent. <laughs> you ordered me to divine. Live- <laughs> to divine the foie gras last night in your sleep. Oh, so they're sleeping together? You ordered me to uh, disarm, like, and you like a CIA. To assassinate the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you interrogated the chicken for six hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm in special forces. What's the daily special? It is. <laughs> Do you guys remember Amelia Bedelia, the books? Uh, remember her. For sure. I hated her. She was so frustrating. Uh. I love her. Oh, I love him. And so, like, it's like spy Amelia Bedelia. Yeah. <laughs> so literal. Yeah. All literal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, devein the foie gras at knife point. <laughs> Slicing them. Neutralize the threat <laughs> of chicken. <laughs> they were planning to do a greatest hits version of their various chaos menus from the past two years, tweaking recipes to incorporate local and seasonal ingredients. It seemed that the restaurant hosting them had played up the bear's inherent Chicago-ness to their Parisian audience, insisting that the city was an undiscovered American alternative to New York and L.A. Sid hoped they wouldn't be disappointed when they didn't come out dressed like Southpaw, serving up deep-dish pizza and yelling about <laughs> Al Capone. <laughs> I did the Al Capone tour. Like, there was, like, the some ghost Chicago— tour? Yeah, I did a ghost— I always wanted to do I that. I did the ghost tour, and we ended up at, like, two different Al Capone sites— Oh, scary. And survived <laughs> and lived to tell about it. In the past few weeks, Carmi and Sid had put together a tasting menu that would show off the bear's best dishes, but wasn't so overly complicated as to piss off their temporary French kitchen crew. Since they couldn't access a few key components until they were in France, Carmi had visualized the dishes for them with a series of drawings done in colored pencil. Sid took a couple of them out of her tote bag. Did we decide on a demi-glace for the, no, just the, is it glass? Am I saying this right? Demi-glace? Demi-glace. Am I trying to... Frenchify everything. You're over Frenching it. I mean, <laughs> Dictionary is saying demi glass, which is, I was the demi glaze, but. Demi glass, demi glass. Did we decide on a demi glass for the, no, just glass, just glass, <laughs> just glaze. <laughs> just the glaze. I think it's the glaze. Carrie <laughs> took the pencil that was clipped to the paper and adjusted the shading accordingly on the cloudy stock. You should draw more often, Sid said, her chin in her hand watching him, and not just sketches of veal stock. Yeah? Draw me like one of your veal stocks. (laughs) Draw me like one of your French tarts. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't have a ton of downtime. But you know who does? His eyes flicked up to Sid. European, Carmi, she said. Mm. He put the pencil down. True, that motherfucker doesn't run a restaurant with his girlfriend who's hell-bent on getting a bullshit star. Oh, their girlfriend and boyfriend. She said they've been together for two months. I thought they were just like hooking up together. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I mean, they have breakfast with their dad. That seems pretty. Okay. And they shower together. Okay. Yeah. They keep each other's spy secrets. So (laughs) that's a couple. Basically Mr. and Mrs. Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Chef and shoe chef Smith. The bear identity. The bear trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) For someone with so little downtime, Sid said in a low voice, leaning back in her seat, you had enough time to make us nearly miss our flight earlier. She thought back to the morning, his grip on her hips so firm that she was sure they would leave a mark, or at least she hoped it would. He kissed Sid's temple. I set aside time in my schedule for that. Sid reddened slightly. She brought the conversation back around. Okay, the menu is solid. I need to stop overthinking it. You promise? Yeah, wait though. The lamb? Rosemary infused juice. Juice. Jus. Jus. I think it is a jizz in French. jizz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done, for real. Sid, put away the sketches. No more work. European Sid is here now. Give her a cigarette. You would never, said Carmi. European Sid would totally embrace lung cancer. A flight attendant came around with a drink cart. Sid took a seltzer. Carmi asked for tomato juice. Unexpected, Sid remarked on his drink choice. Carmi shrugged. The umami. I'm going to learn so much about you on this trip. What, that I, like everyone else on the airplane, drink tomato juice, said Carmi? Wait, what is your airplane beverage? Water, baby. Just flat water. Ugh, Allie. What? I stay hydrated as I fly. Flat water. Fresca or or sparkling water. Yeah. You? I guess mine's not that much more interesting. Sparkling water. I was hoping someone was going to say ginger ale. That feels like the one to me when I was a kid. You just... Shot me down like you are pulling martinis in the in the air, and I'm you're like, oh, ew, water. Oh, mm, my water has carbonation. <laughs> Our water has personality. <laughs> yeah, I did see somebody on TikTok make a martini in the air because they brought like a little jar of blue cheese olives with a little <gasps> juice in it, and so they were able to like shake it up. And I want to do that next time. A little jizz. Just a little jizz. <laughs> Un petit jizz. I don't think I've ever seen someone drink just tomato juice. I feel like I've seen someone do a Bloody Mary, get tomato juice and a little thing of vodka, but never just tomato juice. No. Clamato. Then you haven't lived either if you haven't seen somebody do that. I guess not. <laughs> yeah, where have you been? Raw dog tomato juice. Where's European, Lindsay? <laughs> She's taking too many local flights. <laughs> Domestic travel verse. She's just drinking sparkling water. <laughs> Sid reached for his glass, took a sip and winced. Yep, still disgusting. She chased it with seltzer and continued. I mean, we work together and we basically live together. So we essentially only see each other in those two contexts, the restaurant and home. Now I get to see you in the wild drinking tomato juice. It's fascinating, said Sid. European Sid is fucking weird, Carmi declared affectionately. (laughs) Oh, like you're not curious too? Sid, I watch you watch every single person in front of us go through airport security while you mentally unpacked and repacked all of their goddamn suitcases for maximum efficiency in space. I've been riveted. Sid laughed. (laughs) Okay, good to know we're on the same page. She turned on the small in-flight entertainment screen in front of her. So, she said, walking Carmi through her movie selection process, I was going to watch some highbrow Criterion Collection bullshit to get me in the right mindset for Paris. But to be honest, right now, I just kind of want to watch Ratatouille. (laughs) I've never seen it, said Carmi. Sid started pulling up the film on Carmi's screen as well. That's like Mozart saying he's never seen Amadeus. This is basically (laughs) your biopic. Get it together, Carm. 
wait, Carmi said, am I supposed to be the chef or the rat? He lifted up the armrests <laughs> between them and made room for sit on his shoulder. She made herself comfortable, as natural as could be. Okay, it's not really a perfect metaphor. Just shut the fuck up and watch. <laughs> but to do. Oh, I was about to do Italian. Why did I want to do? I was going to do when the moon hits. You keep doing Bella Notte. <laughs> Bella Notte. That's the first one you did. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah. I didn't think I was humming anything. I was just trying to hum French sort of inspired accordion music. Ah, wee, wee, wee. Perfect. Dear M, we found out Lorraine was awarded a huge ASALH grant. She's sending for her husband. <laughs> it's another spy organization that we... Yeah. <laughs> spy food. <laughs> She's sending for her husband and boys to celebrate with her here. I'm so impressed she can do her research and do it well without giving up everything else important in her life. It seems impossible. Anyway... One, there is a metro station called Bon Nouvel, which translates to good news. Oh, breaking old news? Good old. <laughs> breaking old. Breaking old. <laughs> Each time the conductor announces the stop, I wait for him to elaborate just what exactly is the good news. I'm still waiting. She's sassy. This, her mom was sassy. These are great little letters. Two, did you know before the sewer system was introduced, the Parisian gentry simply tossed their bodily waste out the window? The stench was so vile, it was known throughout the continent. Three, still unadjusted to the time change. Woke up late, out of sorts. I'm trying not to be an ugly American, but all I wanted was a giant breakfast. Eggs, grits, bacon, your plantains. I had to settle for yet another espresso and pan au chocolat. I suppose this is to say, I miss you. Please don't let the last part go to your head. Love, Alma. I love sort of a withholding mom. I love you, but don't get a big head about it, kid. (laughs) That pans out well with racking up your therapy bills in the future. (laughs) Oh, French doot doot. Oh, doot 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 doot. <laughs> so French. <laughs> She's so French. Ooh. <laughs> she is doot dooting so French. Wee, 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 ha, ha, ha. That's my French chef. <laughs> After arriving in Paris that afternoon and settling into their temporary apartment, Carmi and Sid made the rookie mistake of immediately lying down for a short nap. Amateur hour. Idiots. When they awoke, it was 3 a.m. Did we just totally fuck up our first day here? Sid asked, looking at the pitch black sky from the window. The small, tidy apartment situated on the top floor of a six-story building, no elevator, in the 10th arrondissement was a few minutes from the canal. (laughs) I'm just laughing at the thought of like this voice becoming so elegant and beautiful it can pronounce (laughs) French words. It is such a stretch. It is the arrondissement. (laughs) It's an underdog story. It really is. (laughs) It really is. I'm starting just on my back foot. You know the king's the king's speech where he has like the <laughs> doesn't he have a stutter? Yeah. Doesn't he stutter and they like coach him? Yeah. The Midwesterners <laughs> elegance. Man, this is rough. It's gonna be a rough go. My poor teacher, she's gonna be in for it. She's gonna be like, oh, I should be charging more. She's like, oh. <laughs> when Sid leaned into the window, she could glimpse a few people sitting along its edge, smoking and drinking. Otherwise, the neighborhood seemed to sleep for the night. I knew we weren't cut out for this whole work-life balance thing, Sid said, accepting the glass of water Carmi brought her from the kitchen. We can't even do vacation right. I think you're supposed to do whatever the fuck you want on vacation, Carmi said, and that includes sleeping. But that's essentially what we all do back home, too, when we're not at the restaurant. Sid yawned, stretching like a cat. Yeah, but now we're sleeping in Paris. He took the glass from Sid and led her back to the bed. Didn't your stress dreams feel more exotic here? He kissed Sid on the shoulder, right on the Three of Swords, and buried his face in her neck. Does she have a Three of Swords tattoo? Must. Everyone in the CIA does. Yeah, is that like the symbol? <laughs> three of Swords. That's, is that like a tarot? Tarot card? 
I'm Googling. Oh, it is. Three of Swords is like a tarot card. Yeah, it's a heart with three swords in it, if you can imagine. Interesting. I'm doing my best to envision. Yeah. She has that tattoo, and it represents heartbreak and emotional pain. Oh. Wow. Okay. Deep. Committed to the pain. (laughs) Sid turned her head to give him a still half drowsy kiss. She murmured into his ear, European Carm is really doing it for me, but unfortunately European Sid is starving and can't put out until she's had something to eat. (laughs) Sounds a lot like American Sid, Carmy smirked. He threw on a shirt. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) The canal glistened in the moonlight. Once outside, Sid had to remind herself that she was in Paris and should be in awe of the beauty around her. And it was beautiful, but it kind of smells like ass, Sid whispered. And piss, Carmi supplied. Like a fuck ton of it. Guys, are we offending all of our French listeners? What about jizz? <laughs> <laughs> it smells like Budussy? 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 It smells like a Budussy out here. <laughs> ah, ah, Chanel number Budussy. <laughs> no, I mean, Budussy number five. <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know, <laughs> Just a small spray and you walk through, that's all you need. <laughs> More like eau de toilette. <laughs> Nailed it. Put the toilette in eau de toilette. <laughs> Sid watched a scattering of people lingering along the bank, some smoking and chatting, some locked in passionate embraces. Did the eau de ass not bother them at all? <laughs> Oh, to ass. Think of that one. Okay, when I did a control F on ass, I did get one, and that was what made me confident on the story, and there it was. Perfect. <laughs> there it is. Hot. Perfect. The stench. As sexy as we normally get. <laughs> as they ventured further, the only place they could find that was still open was a small 24-hour market that seemed to specialize in Mexican groceries. Huevos Rancheros, Carmi said as they maneuvered through the dimly lit, cramped aisles. That sounds amazing. Sid grabbed an avocado and put it in their basket. But not very French, he mused. If Guy Savoy walked in right now with a plate of poached oysters, I would probably turn that down for eggs and salsa. Besides, I packed hot sauce. Oh, for Matt. Matt? What is this, Matt Lefevre? And peanut butter. Perfect. <laughs> and I brought this can of vegetable soup. Once they purchased all the ingredients, they made their way back, holding their breath in order to enjoy the beauty of the canal without succumbing to the smell. The end of this episode. I also searched cum, and that's that succumbing is what it was. Perfect. I was like, did you also search anal, and it was canal? Canal. <laughs> a-, a lot of anal in this story. This anal story succumbing. Is- <laughs> Ooh. Um, well, wee wee. That was fun. Feed the beef. Okay. Vinzi episode ends. Check your own depends. Is your wand? Oh, fuck, I can't remember the word for up or down. I know. Dang it. Is your baguette up or down? <laughs> yeah, baguette. <laughs> What's up and down in French? I'll find out. Dwat and gauche is left or right. <laughs> <laughs> it says hot et bas. Hot et bas. Hot et bas. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. Ooh. Ah, wow. My baguette is un hot. Ooh. I love that we're we're in France. I think it's France. I love that we're in I France. I love that we're in France. <laughs> uh, France makes my underpants dance. I see London. I see France. <laughs> I just so I love to be in the bear universe. France, we've never been here before. We've never been in Europe, I don't think. Have we been outside of the US? Well, I guess Hogwarts. We've been there. But <laughs> except for there. <laughs> except for there for eight straight seasons. 
Well, there was, um, I think Harry and Neville met. Yeah, they were. In Paris, actually. Oh, that's right. Oh, season seven. Yes. Yes, season seven, of course. Oui, oui. Uh, yes, that's what I was going to say. But it has been a minute since we've had a whole story. Well, and Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, so we've been here a ton. <laughs> Otherwise. <laughs> Take back everything I said. We're back in Paris. And the quiz bowl. <laughs> you guys, side note, I think that we should read the lost episodes of season seven at some point. Of course. What were those? There was two chapters that we left out of the story when we transferred it over. That's why it didn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) I think it'd be funny to read for Patreon. I love it. Let's do it. I love it. My baguette is a day old and rock hard. That sounds bad. (laughs) (laughs) But you get it. Yeah, I love you guys. I feel like also... This author is writing them. The dialogue mm-hmm. sounds so much like them. It does. Like Sid especially. I feel like she's so dry and she's so dry for now. Won't be for long though. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to the word chef, oyster knife. The dialogue is perfect. I love European Sid and Carm. I love the premise. I'm so excited for more, you know, they're like kissing each other and making out in the walk-in. And, Mooching. Yeah. They're so. Frenching. Hello. French me. I'm French. <laughs> they're tonguing. They're beef tonguing in the walk-in. <gasps> you guys, he'll be Frenching her beef soon. Oh, yikes. Ooh. Ouch. Boof. <laughs> Boofing. Boofing her beef. <laughs> Boofing her boof. <laughs> Danny. Well, stay tuned for next week to find out how he slops her soup. And we are just so excited to be back. We love you all, and we love the story. Thank you, Easter Knife. Love you guys. This is so fun. What a good season. Excited. Bye. Okay, bonsoir. (laughs) Bonsoir. Arrivederci. (laughs) For an extra dose of bonkers entertainment, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of unreleased content and bonus episodes featuring your favorite fandoms, plus the ones we'd never dare to read on the pod. Head to patreon.com forward slash fangasm to get in on the action. For a regular hookup, make sure to subscribe to the show everywhere you listen. And if we've left you satisfied, ew, leave a five-star review or higher. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. And thanks to thousands of other listeners, the fun never sleeps over on our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack. Click the link in the show notes to join. Once you're in, (laughs) check out the 20-plus listener-led groups that cover everything from pets to pot to pen pals. 